Welcome World is season four here on Concrete and Blossom Podcast. And it's of course one of your favorite creator and host on the doll. For episode 25, I got a hold of some older and newer footage on the topic of babies. I know, I know, it sounds like rabies, but no, think babies. Not assigning a gender at birth, but letting your child decide around age four or five if they're gonna be a boy or a girl. Join me and my guest panel featuring Lady K, Mr. D713, and our friends from Bet the House Podcast and Code Red Podcast. Let's talk about it. Don the Daw delivers. Hey, as long as we get the content out. How you doing, Kayla? What's up, Kim? What's up, Red? What's good, bro? What's good? Kayla was on the show with the the teachers, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah, but it's Kalea. It's Kalea, Kalea. you right. I fucked it up then too. My bad. But. No, you did. You did. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I want us to start off with introductions, just so that way you guys can meet one of my other halves of whenever she's available. Of Le- uh, let's talk with Lady K. Okay. Um. So I guess um everybody knows me. <laughs> For the record, I'm Donna Dog, creator and host of Concrete and Blossom Podcast. Thank you all for joining me tonight where we talk about babies. Sounds a little too close to rabies, and that's probably what it's going to be like if they keep playing and trying to play God. So if I could have everybody on the floor introduce themselves, we will start with ladies first, and then we'll hit up with Dale, everything, Ken, and then just read it. Hey, y'all. Hey, um, my name is Kalea, um, but everybody calls me Lady K. Um, I'm a teacher by day, screenwriter by night, and I went to college with Don the doll. And she's been a doll for a very long time. How y'all doing? And I'm out in LA. Um, blessings and prayers to everybody in Texas with that horrible weather that y'all having. I'm from Dallas, so you know, I, I, I understand. Actually, how's your mom? She has power, she has made dressing and done her lashes today, so I think she's perfectly fine. Okay, my dude's coming too. Let's go over and check on her. You know, listen, you ain't Dressing? a Dallas girl being wearing no fake lashes with nowhere to Dressing? go. With nowhere to go. First of all, in February. In February. I love it. I stay. They don't make them like that no more. That, oh, listen, if, it, if it's about to be his last day, Drake had it over because that's part of his meal right there. That's part of his meal right there. I love it. Dale, oh, it's my turn. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure my kids ain't doing no wild shit downstairs. Uh, no, nah, I'm Del P with the Man Cave Podcast and half a Bet the House podcast. Uh, now, everything Gucci down here so far. Nobody I personally know has nothing just bad or wrong, per se. So we just chilling. I just finished cooking for the, for the family, and I probably got to go get some family members out the wild if it get worse. But other than that, it's cool. And Del P, you are located in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. A lot of blacks, a little Mexicans. Now I'm playing. <laughs> okay, they they already started the shenanigans without us, apparently. <laughs> and I am Drake or Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast with a purpose. Uh, I am in Seattle via Houston. Um, also, I'm one third of Black Horror Humor, where we have two blacks, one African American, come together and watch horror movies and discuss them uh, in a fun way. It's the so two blacks and one African American for me. Hey, <laughs> sometimes we got to be specific. <laughs> uh, 
Big Smash, man. Bet the House podcast, co-host and creator. Um, and of course, you know we bring the shenanigans every week. So, you know, shout out to everybody on the panel. Got my drink with me, so I'm cool today. No, I'm about to go get my drink right now. I was just gonna say, is, is you ready to toast up so we can see what's going on with these people letting their kids choose their gender? You ready to toast up to that? Hold on, we doing that. Hold on, I got to get my drink. Y'all tripping. Hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, Ken, oh, Ken did have Phil Jolene. He just let me drop the bomb on y'all when we was talking about. Okay. Yeah. That's what I do. Like I, you know? See, I would have got some brown if I would have known that would have been the case. Like, I don't never, I don't never, I don't never give a heads up. Uh, we know. <laughs> I'm in a surprise. We know. Hey, Rick, yeah, what's going on with our intro? Let them know where you There's at. There's no video here, right? We're not doing video, right? Okay. Let's check. You know better than that. You see who the host is. <laughs> all right. Well, um, this is your boy, Just Red, um, from Born and Raised, Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, co-host of Code Red, a podcast. Me and my co-host, Coco Cabana 904. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, I believe we got a Twitter set up as well, just as well. Um, but again, just read from Cold Red a podcast. Uh, find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of the good spots. Always down for the shenanigans, always good for a good conversation and ready to get it in. Well, I definitely appreciate all y'all joining me, especially so late. Not a problem, not a problem. There is a I definitely was checked out, but then I got a text from both of them. Was like, "Where you at?" I said, "Oh my goodness, let me go back up." <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, it's kind of my fault. It's not my and you know what? And Ken definitely smashed, definitely hit me up like, "Hey yo, where you at though?" I was like, "Oh, y'all know I got them uh, notifications on mute because your girl is trying to be focused and not be so distracted by this social media thing." But I was on social media and came across this clip. Okay, came across this clip and the clip is expressing the desire for parents to not give their, not assign their children a gender at birth. Instead, the thought process is to allow the child gender neutral everything until about the age of approximately four to five years old, where they can then Choose their gender based on how they identify. Now, I see all of your eyebrows. I see the faces. I see the confusion. <laughs> but I can't make this shit up. This is what I saw. Del P, what you got? I guess, I guess I'll go first on this one. Uh, no, funny story. I went to school with this. She's a girl when I met her. Okay, so she's a girl. But the parents tried to mess with her gender. And when they did her hormones, well, his hormones, he was a boy. They changed, they did something to make her, make him into a girl, but she has men hormones. So she's basically gay. Thank you. I'll never ask my child to pour me another drink in life. Y'all want to see this? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh. I, that. So you drink I said, pour me some. <laughs> drink it, so y'all got a good 10 minutes out of me. 
before I log out, okay? <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, um, basically when they did it, like when she told me, she was like, yeah, I used to be a boy, but my, my parents are mad because I'm in the girls, but it's like, I can't help it. She was like, nothing about guys attract us. She think it's disgusting. She doesn't, it doesn't turn them on, doesn't do anything. So then she was explaining like whatever they did or hormones or, or whatever you call it, basically whatever she's pushing out of her, it's you basically it's it was supposed to be a boy. Yeah, it's your boy, but it, it's <laughs> it's weird. They tried to change her, but the booze didn't really all the way come in. And then it's like she dressed and does everything as a boy, but you sure that wasn't a botch circumcision? No, I don't know what they did to her. I didn't really get into all that. That was like back in 2013. Mm. My thing weird. with this is I'm I'm like, I'm really confused on why so many people are trying to play God. Mm. That was my I, I, I don't I don't understand that. You know, why are we trying to take on the role of being the the end all be all the the alpha and the omega? God makes us who we are. He he sets us into the gender roles that we should that we should go forth and be. Um, quite naturally, I do feel that you know at some point in time, as you grow and as you continue on, you be, you become your own person and you determine what sexuality you like to have or whatever preference it may be. However, I know my kids at the age of four. They couldn't make a sound decision. So how are you going to say that, you know, we're going to wait until a child's about three or four and allow them the opportunity? They can't determine if they want chicken tenders or chicken nuggets at that point. They can't determine if they want ketchup or if they want ranch or if they want juicy juice or apple juice. These are hard decisions to make. Those are hard decisions that they have to make. You know, how can you expect a three-year-old to say, hey, I want to be a girl or I want to be a boy? You you can't do that. That's that. Wow. I, 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 I'm glad you brought this topic up. I've never seen that and have never thought of anything from it. You know, I, I had my opinions in regards to the Dwayne Wade issues with their child. And, and even then, I don't feel that that child, to me, my own personal opinions, has, is at a sound age to truly say, well, hey, this is how I want to be. But nonetheless, you know, to each its own, I'm not judge, jury, or executioner in that regards, but to sit there and say that, hey, we're not going to define our child's gender at birth, let, let's call it, it, it is what it is. If your child has a penis at birth, it's a boy. If your child has a vagina at birth, it's a girl. There, there's no such thing. That That's too many people trying to, like I say, trying to play God. That, that's that's blasphemy. The only people that have, I think, the the right to choose are people who are hermaphrodites who are born in that sector where they literally have kind of have to make a decision on which way they identify and that they want to go. But I don't think that that's something that someone is taking something factual and then trying to make it not a fact. Like the fact is, if you have a penis, then you have a penis that you're a male at birth and then a boy guy if you have a vagina again that makes you a female girl etc what's up Kalei? 
So I guess I think for me, this is where it is. So like, I've been in education now a decade. Um, so I have every year since my third year, I've had students who were transitioning or who were transgender. Um, I, that's never been my experience. I was born a female. I've always relished in my femininity. So I can't speak to the nuances of transitioning and transgendering because that's simply not my story. I will say this though. Um, my issue with this has nothing to do with, you know, how you choose to live because at the end of the day, this is 2021. If you think you a spaceship, then damn it, I'm going to call you rocket. Like it is what it is. But for me, birth certificates are a, a, a record of facts. They're not a mm-hmm. record of feelings, right? So it's a fact that I was born on Saturday. I was my mother's third child. My father is black. My mother is black. I was born on a Saturday. These are things that we just simply do not dispute. Do you have the right as a human being to live your life however you see fit? Absolutely, you do. But I, I feel that by not giving their child a gender, you're doing the very thing you're trying to avoid. You, you are forcing this whole notion of genderless ideology on them. When to be quite frank, that's not in their best interest. The other thing is this, like my nephew is five, right? And um, I have a niece and I also have a great niece. My great niece is three. And so I'm just wondering, like, if, if your child doesn't have a gender, how does potty training work, right? How, how, how do um, little things like, hey, you know, make sure your penis doesn't go through that hole in your boxers, right? Things that you tell a five-year-old little boy who's, who's learning and understanding his body. Um, how do you have conversations about consent with children who are four or five? Like, hey, no one's supposed to touch your vagina. No one's supposed to touch your penis. Like, how do you mm-hmm. tell your, your, your five-year-old, hey, when you wash your penis, make sure you lift this and pull that? Like, those are conversations you have. And not even in a, but those are just, you know, hygienic conversations, right? And so I wonder about that. And then I wonder, too, at, at five, right, kids start school at five. Some kids start school at four. Right. Um, how does this work in terms of education? Because I teach high school. So at 14, 15, 16, I can better wrap my head around kids who say, I'm going to transition. Because to be quite frank, I teach young adults, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can even understand the middle school kids because I have friends who, who were openly gay in eighth grade. I can even understand that. But when you're talking four and five year olds, like you're talking to a group of people who still have to be reminded to flush the toilet. You're talking to a group of people right. who on any given day, their shoes are on the wrong feet. Right. And so. And that's fine because that's right. That's the art of being five. Right. So we take it in stride. We smile. Oh, no, baby, you got to do this. You got to do that. But like when, if you're going to raise them. Genderlessly, I just. And then as an English teacher, I don't understand the they and them because they and them is third person plural. So are you both a boy and girl? Like if, if you're, if, cause if, if you're genderless, that means you're neither male nor female. But then if you adopt them, that means that you're both male and female. Don on right. the air with, you know what I'm saying? Her homeboys and them, right? So I just, right. it, it doesn't make, I know there are lots of things about this, but I think the biggest thing outside of, Whatever the biggest thing for me is just I don't think it's wise to collude fact with feeling. You can 
feel like whatever you want to be. You really can't. You can feel like you gay. You can feel like you should have been born a girl. You can feel. But the fact remains that this is who you are. And I will say this for my students who are transgender. They take pride in their story. Right. They take pride in having transitioned. That's part of their story. So I'm just. It's just really odd to me. Um, I think that the the polluting of and the the whole genderless thing, I think about the the more long-term effects that it has on someone, especially at that age. Because again, it's just like both of you are saying, at that age, the decisions that have to be made, I don't know if I should eat French fries or a fruit cup. Like, I don't know which one, French fries or a fruit cup. Like, if I eat a fruit cup, my mom's going to give me a piece of candy. But French fries are really good and they're my favorite because they go with the chicken strips. And I can dip them in my shake that I'm going to get to. Right? But now you want me to decide, not only that, but I had to make the hard decision of putting on these ruffle socks with my favorite polka dot shirt. My mama fought me about that because my polka dot shirt was dirty, but I really wanted to wear it. That's my favorite shirt, mom. And we're going to my favorite place. And I really want to wear that shirt. So when I think about those little things, even down to how when those little things come up later on in life, there's all these small triggers as we grow up. Things that are not even necessarily heavy topics. For instance, very modest families, especially like some families that come from certain um, religious backgrounds. For instance, they don't allow their little girls to wear pants. That causes long-term effects on those children when they go and they do their own studies. Even if they don't leave the Christianity belief, they still have a very different outlook once they do their own research and own studies. So my thing is, is if you're raising these kids to four to five and not know the difference, not know those very intricate details that are kind of foundational for them, then what was that? Oh, sorry. Um, if, if they don't have, if they don't know certain things that are foundational to them and really how they operate in society, like everything is based on male, female, if nothing else, if nothing else is male, female, the way they make clothes, where we use the private um, areas, um, for lack of better words, restrooms and things of that nature. Um, Whenever you have events, even you still a lot of times separate by male and female. Don, let me ask you this question because I don't teach the lower grades. Um, I know in high school, our bathrooms are still girls and boys. So are they still like that at the elementary level as well? So I'm in middle school, but I also teach at an all-girls campus. So okay. I'm not quite but sure. You know, my mother, she teaches uh, three, four, and five-year-olds. She's an early childhood teacher, but theirs is separated by gender, by boys, by girls. And so then that's not like if, you, if you're raising them genderlessly, I don't know what they're going to do in school because even private schools, the bathrooms are separated by gender. Mm-hmm. You know, correct. Um, and because I've taught at private schools, you know what I mean? You, you can be what you want to be. You can be gay, with it, but, but you're going to go to this certain bathroom. Right. Um, I don't know. That's it's much. It's much for me. And when everything you're saying, Don, and, you know, it, it going back from even when Dale P was saying about the understanding of the gender roles, so even when and I heard that said several times and things are changing. That's what I say for, for but I would and I would say specifically on the roles, and I, I and I highly doubt that anyone in here in this um chat is exactly what the gender roles exactly out the Bible. Okay, let's be clear about that. 
Then um, I think my man Red well, was saying. Like, if you think about it too, Drake, like even Gender Rose, like based on what we saw coming up, is. Oh, oh that, but you make. Right. No, you're making my point. Make my point. That whole thought idea of Gender Rose, anything, you should do this, you should do that, man. You just find who you're comfortable with and you're happy with and you go from there. But not saying that you don't have morals, not saying that you don't have traditions that you hold on to. And that's perfectly fine that you have. Because I know what Red was saying, you know, based off of God, a lot of these people don't believe in God. True. Like and and, and God and state country, even though you know all this over this country, even though it's not beneficial to anyone in this room here, this when it started out, that it's really like they say it's based off God when really they try to separate church and state. That's why things are able to be the way they are. And I'm hearing from like I, I live in a very very liberal area, extremely liberal. Okay. And and they are, are they are trying to get rid of um, gender specific um, bathrooms and behavior. And when Don, when you were talking about clothing, I like be careful. I just saw a nice clip like the color you wearing right now. That's a gender neutral color. So that's what they're trying to make everything like gray. And I, I'm like once again when it get to a certain age, you know, you know, don't make my kids. You raise your people how you want to raise your people. You know. I raise my people how I want to raise my people. We have everything culture. It's a culture that's being created every single day. Um, in my, I, I try to understand it. I would love to sit down and talk to someone. How did we get here? Um, I highly urge everyone, if they want to, you know, once again, but I urge watch a film by the name of Trans Hood. It's actually on HBO Max. Um, I watched it with another podcaster. <laughs> hey, I got somebody else. Hey, I, I can't give the hookup to the hookup I got. I was but, about to uh, say, I, I'll DM it to y'all, man. AT&T, give me that shit for free. I got a fast. Hey, they should be giving it to me, All but that's right. another conversation. Right, I, 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 I got y'all on, on the login. I get it too with AT&T. Yeah, AT&T but said, it's called go, trans. No Who want it? <laughs> yeah, but, but man, if you, it, it's called Trans Hood. It's called Trans Hood. And I had this conversation with another podcaster, Shan from Cozy Womb Pod. And she talk about parenting. She gets his pie and um, what page we on bed. Don't let me go down the whole line with us. She's the hardest working woman in this podcast game. Shout yes, <laughs> out to Shan. Yeah, and we, we had a conversation about this on stereo. And the it, it has three different families. I think maybe four, maybe four different families. Okay. It had one with a high school child. I had one with a, let's say, a preteen. It had another one with a, in, uh, let's say, middle, like a little bit younger, maybe like 10. And it had one with like almost a, a toddler, okay? Like a, maybe a th- four-year-old. And, and it was all about kids, quote-unquote, transitioning, all right? The older one, and I, I don't want to spoil it, but the older one was kind of... I, I absolutely understand. It was a young man wanted to be a young woman. That's what they identified, and she lived a life through that. The p- parents supported it all the way through. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, I can see how they can once again in their culture and their mindset. I can see how that makes sense. Okay, they, oh, oh, I'm gonna skip to the youngest one. Man, the youngest one was very unique. Okay, the mother seemed like she was really pushing in, and the daddy was kind of. You know, in between, you know, whatever the child want to be. 
Man, I want y'all to watch it because when y'all see the transition, like basically the parents wouldn't see that. Like the 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 parents of the mother, the maternal parents, the maternal grandparents were like, "Fuck all that. We ain't coming to the birthday party. We ain't supporting." The parents stopped seeing eye to eye about a few things. The mother went back to stay with the grandfather. That child was like, "I'm a boy." fuck you talking about? <laughs> that was his mindset. Older he became, more he came around with his grandfather, more he came around and the mother would say, their relationship was real bad for me. You know, she like, she kind of said she went against her morals and her behavior and her traditions and met this man and he kind of took her down a certain route. That, But that's her perspective. Then it was another one, let's say the preteen. This person been on the, like, and it's pretty known, he's been on the um, front page of Time Magazine. Um, I would say just a child. Because you they don't go about in the pink. That may be it. Little white kid. I am Jazz. Uh, transition to a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys seen the I TV think, show? Did they have that on, like, Nickelodeon or something like that? I don't know. If it no, was I, it wasn't Nickelodeon. It was like, uh, was it A and E? But they had a whole reality TV show. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that may be yeah. the same one because it was a bunch with of the cameras. Different color hair. She got yes, the blonde yes. hair or whatever. Yes, mm-hmm. that that's it. But okay, they were on, on this this film, this documentary. And but the thing about it, after a while being in the limelight, they want them to go to parades. They want to do this. You can tell that this was an agenda by the parent. Okay, like simple as that. The parent wanted this child. To be different. Simple as that. They wanted this child to be to speak out, to do these things. And this child got to the point like, I really don't give a fuck about this. If I am what I am, leave, like, leave me alone. Kind of talk back to the parent. Bad as shit, I would say. But that's something that's in that household and that's in that family. You know, I, I, I can't rule what's going on in that household and that family. I don't know what's going on at Smash House. I don't know what's going on at Red House, or Del P, or Dawn, uh, uh, Kalea. I was going to say that, Kalea. I was going to say that. I don't hey, know I like that pause, there. though. That boy say. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to take our time. We're going to take our time on that. But <laughs> no, once, I saw something today, too, Drake, that kind of, to me, it kind of borders on the same line of, not confusion, because I do want to be respectful to those people who have transitioned, are transitioning, are making their decision based on how they're raised and not their birth, gender. Um, But I did see something. So I love the show RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, love that show. I think those are some of the most creative people that you will ever come across. Like, love that show. Been watching it for one of those girls. Yeah. Let me tell you, they are so amazing, right? And I think that just the creativity of everything and the... Um, enthusiasm behind every single performance is like bar none, right? Like I give them their props. But on this season, there's a woman who is a transgender male. So she got a mastectomy and everything. She went from a woman to transition to a man, but now she's a drag queen. I'm sorry, that confuses the shit out of me. It confuses the shit out of me. You were a woman who didn't want to be a woman. So you transitioned to a man, but now what you do for a living is dress up as a woman. That's confusing yeah. for me. And I feel like that is, I feel like that is what where the type of confusion that you get into whenever you don't teach people facts, just like Kalea said. Facts from birth 
you can feel however you want to feel. I may adopt your way of behaviors, but the fact is this. I think also I get myself in trouble because in that same token, I think that's where it's hard for me to draw a line with every every everyone trying to be something that they aren't factually. Because it's not a fact that you have to be a woman who likes men. That's not a fact. It's not a fact that you have to be a man who likes women. It's not a fact that you have to choose one or the other, right? Those are not facts. But when it comes to things like male, female, how you were born, and then it comes to your wanting to choose, I think that is like playing God. I think what I run into is a lot of people who maybe choose to take God out of that equation altogether and forget that there is a purpose to however you came into this world, this creation, even if you don't call it God, whatever higher power, do you think that that higher power would truly make that type of mistake? You know, like your divine would really make that type of mistake, I guess is just for me and where I'm at in life. My spirituality is just kind of like, I don't think even if you don't want to call it God, if you don't want to call it Jesus, the universe doesn't make those type of mistakes. I can agree with you on that. Um, where I find myself getting in a lot of trouble with this is, you know, after kind of thinking about this, after making my initial comments on it, and where I get in a lot of trouble is our, our panel, we are who we are, let's call it what it is, where, you know, we're all Afro-American. And where I get in a lot of trouble and my immediate thought process of thinking of this, that's some white people shit. And uh, I mean, I'm a, I, I hate to say it that way. And like I say, that's where I get trouble. But nonetheless, you know, I don't see us as Afro-Americans. We, the vast majority of us are, you know, raised in the church house. I know I came up in the church house. Though I, I deviated as I got grown and, you know, made my own decisions and things of that nature. But, you know... We, we, it's just some things that we were taught and we were raised in certain ways to where it's just some shit you just don't deviate from. And some things you, you don't, you don't make those decisions or you don't make those choices. Now, as we become grown and we get to see that some of the things that our parents or some of our elders, grandparents, or things, may have, you know, had an influence on our life or taught us, and we get to see, well, hey, I actually have a have a say so in making a change in how I live my life in this aspect now. Or, you know, grandma, though you told me I shouldn't do this, I have the ability to truly do this or do whatever the case may be. It, it just to me, I want to I want to check out the film that um you know Drake did mention. I definitely want to check that out um, because I'm all about educating more and learning more. But that that to me. It's just something that I personally, I don't agree with, you know, as my child becomes of age to say or make sound judgment decisions on what they desire to do with their lives, that I can grant that to them. I mean, you know, even to this day, my 18-year-old my lover dearly, but some things I don't agree with, some of the things that she does or some of the things, that, the decisions that she makes. But you know what? Hey, at this point, I have to allow you to do that because now you're at a point and you're in an age where you can make that. And, you know, even some of the decisions she started making prior to becoming 18. Mm -hmm. 
And I had to kind of, you know, choose and understand it. You know, you know, this is the life that she's deciding to choose and, you know, the decisions and the route she's deciding to go. But I just cannot agree. Me personally, and not, and not saying that I'm, you know, God, because I'm not trying to play that role. I'm not saying that I'm the ruler of all rules and I, I do everything 100% right. But I just cannot sit and say that I'm not going to determine your gender. Because I know, you, um, Kalea, you were questioning earlier, you know, in, in elementary school or grade school, are the gender, are the bathrooms still gender specific? Yes, I have, a, I have a, a daughter that's in elementary and the bathrooms are separated. You have a boy's bathroom, you have a girl's bathroom. So, you know, in those, you know, in those cases, how do you have a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old trying to determine do I go to the girl's bathroom and do I go to the boy's bathroom or which one do I go to Miss Johnson? Or in this instance, am I just going to stand in your classroom and piss myself because I don't know which bathroom I'm supposed to go to because mommy didn't say, Hey, you know what? You're a boy. You're a girl. Mommy didn't tell me which one I've got to make the decision. So I'm standing here like, I don't know. Do I want pizza or chicken nuggets when Miss when Miss Sarah at the lunch, the lunch lady says, "Well, hey, what do you want on your tray?" I don't know what I'm going to pick there. So how the hell am I going to know which bathroom I'm going to go to? I just know that I have to go to the bathroom at this age. I, 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 that I, I and it, so I, I was always uh, when I first heard that about them going to make it um, the restrooms like for students where they identify, I was always against that. It's asking for, it's asking for some disaster to strike. And especially at those young ages, if your child doesn't know the differences between penises, vaginas, what they're, now I'm not saying give sex ed to a child, but your child should be able to explain to you in the event that something were to happen, they need to have the vocabulary, they need to have the knowledge of male, female, um, appropriateness and all of that to be able to express it to you if something were to happen. This is what I'll say, though. Um, so, I am not a fan of elementary schools having gender-neutral bathrooms simply because I know that, like, if I had a daughter, I don't want anyone with a penis going into the little girl's bathroom. I don't. And the way schools are so hypersensitive to lawsuits now, they don't like any member of staff in a the bathroom. They make you stand at the door and holler in mm-hmm. and have, who's in here, please come out. They don't, They won't even go, like back in the day, they used to actually go in and beat on a stall. They don't do that anymore. Like they stand at the door, you're still in full view of the camera, and they'll holler in the bathroom, right? Just right. to put any type of impropriety or anything like that. I will say this for high school students, though. Um, my first time teaching 12th graders, I had a student who was male, but and he had been gay since he was in high school. Since I knew him in 10th grade. But by the time he was a senior, he was wearing makeup and dressing like a girl. And um, I remember around this time, it was a big issue about having transgender bathrooms in the workplace, right? About, ha- about letting, this was a, you know, a huge issue. And I just asked him one day, I was like, listen, can I talk? Can I ask you a question? I want you to educate me. He was like, okay. I said, can you tell me how you feel about the whole transgender bathroom? He said, Ms. Vaughn, I know I'm a boy. I know I have a penis. But when I go to the boys' bathroom, because I wear makeup, because I, 
I dress like a woman because I take my style for women because I move like a woman. The boys say things like, I'm going to rape you. I'm going to make you a man. They, they, they make these threats against me, and I'm simply trying to pee. I said, well, what happens when you go into the girls' bathroom? He said, the girls do one of two things. They either smile and ask me if I'm good, or they pretend to not see me. He said, I'm perfectly fine with being ignored. I'm not okay with feeling like my life is going to be threatened every time I need to go pee. So, yes, I do use the girls' bathroom. But, again, the girls don't bother me because they know that I view myself, even though I know I'm a boy, I view myself as one of them. So I have no intent on hurting you. Um, And so he was like, nobody really understands what it's like to look one way but feel another. And when he said that, it made a lot of sense, you know, because, like, you know, I've frequented gay clubs quite a bit. And at the gay clubs, you know, if the men's bathroom line is long, they will go right in there. Girl, you know I don't want you. And they'll go in that bathroom and pee and wash their hands and go out. And nobody's tripping, right? And there are always a lot of heterosexual women at gay clubs because every gay man got a woman who he, who, if she's not his best friend, she's one of his best friends. But the right? thing... Right, so I just feel like, I think with older <laughs> students, it's okay for... Um, and then I, I, I'm going to be very transparent. I'm okay with the transgender girls, the, the boys who are transitioning into girls. I'm okay with them going into the girls' bathroom. I, I don't know how I feel about the girls who are transitioning into boys going into the boys' bathroom because of things that students have come back and told me, right? And this is not my opinion. This is I had another student who was a girl transitioning to a boy. She exclusively used the girls' bathroom, and she just... In a roundabout way, it was like, Ms. Vaughn, I just feel safe in the girls' bathroom. And so this is not like, this is just a matter of safety. Everybody deserves to be able to pee in peace, right? Right. So that's just how I feel about that. But I mean, at the lower grade levels, I, I, I don't, I think they need to be separated at the lower grade levels just because um, a lot of parents are going to be ill at ease in any type of penis, regardless of how they identify as in the bathroom with their second grader. They're going to have an issue with that. Right. right. So, you know, I think that kind of with the and you know how you mentioned the girls it, transitioning into guys, it goes into the same aspect of the gentleman that you spoke to that said he didn't feel safe going into the women's or into the men's bathroom because the same threats that he's getting saying that, hey, we're going to beat you or we're going to rape you and make you a man. is going to be the same thing as that female going in that, that transitioning into a guy. Hey, I'm going to give it to you until you like until you like men again. You know, and, and those type of things. And that it's, it's hurtful to hear those things. And then kind of also to kind of go back to where you, in the very beginning, where you like, you wouldn't want anyone going into the bathroom with your daughter that has a penis. I'm the same way because I'm that daddy. I remember, you know, my daughter at three years old telling somebody, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but she took the gesture and she went, my daddy don't play about me. And she did it just like this because she knows her daddy don't play. I'm that one that I'll go do 10 to 20 life about any of my children. And, you know, we didn't send, I was, we were grateful and, you know, in a good place to where I had my mom shit retired. My dad told, told a different story, but we had the support system to where they could be there to make sure that throughout the ages up until she could actually speak to say, something went wrong or something happened 
we didn't have to send her to a daycare. We didn't have to send her to a school until she was able to be able to come home and say accurately, this is something that happened to me. This took place and that took place because of situations like that as such. I, I again, this is just, it's I one of them things that it, it's, 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 it touches the heart. It is because my, I had a three-year-old, my little girl's three. So she understands the difference with the boy girl thing, but it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. My only thing with that chair in that bathroom for guys like us that are completely like this way and you allow a woman into that room with us, you're not going to always run into a man red. That's like, go to the bathroom. I done done it. I done done it plenty of times down here where the, the restroom be long for women and it's like one, the only one person at a time. I'll stand at the door and be like, man, if you really got to pee, go. I'll stand here. But I, I mean... I think it's like you say, you, this is a dangerous, that's a dangerous game. That's why I be meaning by something shouldn't just be tampered with. Keep and that's the thing. That's the thing, the whole tamper with thing. And here, okay. So I'm glad you said that word tamper with. Because to me, this is where we start having to take accountability as a people. And I don't mean just as a black people, I mean as a people, as humans, when it comes to this whole gender thing. So first and foremost, if you think about even what Khalid just said, and we all know stories where people are homophobic. We've all seen it happen. We've all known someone either personally or someone close to someone personal to us. It's very, it can get very near and dear very quick when it comes to homophobia, transphobia, those type of things, right? So imagine what we're teaching our little boys about manhood and what that looks like for them to even feel that way just because a boy chooses to do certain things like say he feels like a girl and then be bold enough to go dress like that girl go put makeup on like that girl because these are these have to be top behaviors like for you to for you to want to harm someone because of just something you don't even know this person for all you know that could have been a, a, a woman in the wrong restaurant and you probably said some shit before, like most of the time, I'm just going to assume. And from what I've heard, most trans men, even if they do frequent in the men's restroom, they go in the stalls quickly to go avoid things like that. They don't want all them remarks and all that. They go into that stall. They're going to do what they got to do. They're going to come out. It's a very, they try to make it a very quick thing to avoid any type yeah, of but, interaction. But I feel like you are, that's why I say everybody not like I am. You are who you are. Whatever, whatever fuck you want to do, do you. I don't feel like just because another person is different or look different or whatever, fat, small, big, short, whatever, who cares? Like, you got to get into that mentality where it's like... What you know, eat don't make me shit. Yeah, like, but people only want to do that and then it's almost like... You, you... I'm not a fan of saying too much about other people, right? But the average person that goes out their way to say something about another individual don't even want to be talked about. They'll get mad as hell if you say something about them and it's like, but you just drug this person through the mud. So the moment somebody say something about your hair or your weight, now you got an attitude. So it's mm -hmm. like, for me, it's like, what, I'm about to probably say this statement wrong, but it's like, do unto others as you want them to do unto you or something like that. Exactly. That's literally how I move. You don't bother me, I don't bother you. Now, if you're doing something out of line, I might check you. But for the most part, hey, man, 
If you ain't hurt nobody, I don't have nothing to say. That's why you have to teach them. And again, that's why I go back to being tampered with. If you are not teaching your little boy or your little girl certain things, then they grow up being that motherfucker that go into the restroom telling somebody they'll rape them. And I've been raped. And I was 28 years old when that shit happened. So to hear just because this man wants to put on a dress or this girl wants to shave her head and lick somebody else. Listen, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the first and foremost, the type of vile and I don't even know if I can come up with the word right now, just, and I have a pretty in-depth vocabulary, but just the, the mentality to have that you would do that type of harm. Right. Cause that's a, that's a level of harm, not just physical at that point. Like I want to damage you not only physically, but I want to damage you definitely mentally because rape is a control thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what are we even teaching the little boys that we do tell our little boys to where they are even those type of people. And these are, this is happening with high school students. And then they're getting 40 and doing and saying the same thing and actually going through with it and not even giving fair warning. I think because these kids take their cues from adults. You know, America is as sexist as it is racist. It is as homophobic as it is sexist, right? And and it's not hard to... I, I don't know anyone gay who's never been ridiculed for being gay or who's never felt as if they were treated differently because of their sexuality. And we make it, when I say we, I mean society, society makes it seem like it's okay to mistreat them because, oh, they chose to live that way. And I think that's my, I think that's my issue with um, when these kids come to school and they say things that are homophobic. To be honest, I'm going to look at the kid. Where, where is your mama at? Because you heard somebody say that. If she doesn't talk like that, whoever's keeping you while she while she at work to say, where where your mom and them at? That's that's really what I want to know. And I feel like where would, this, you, where would you think to do something like that to somebody? Yeah, because where, everything where you get from that you should even do that to somebody because you don't like something that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely, right. And so, you. like when my student yeah. told me that, I just I had so much respect for him, right? Because. Sweetest child you have, I mean, manable, great kid, and to know that you go through hell every day just to go pee while you at school. You know, um, I feel like the, the young men at school who, who do I identify as gay, they shouldn't have to always surround themselves with women, right? They, they should be, you know, like I, I've noticed my male students who identify as gay, by and large, they hang with all the girls, not because they don't like having just male friendships, because so many of these boys are homophobic. So many of these, at a young age, you know, 14, 15, well, they're homophobic. I, they, it's not that. It's the parents that's not teaching them that. Mm-hmm. So, look, look at it like this. The parents I are homophobic. Right. I have, well, I have two gay male friends that I know, and I have two real close gay females. Like, we all, like, them adults. I don't, it's whatever. But what you're saying is true. Like, I've had conversations with them one-on-one, and they be like, man, half the time, I don't even want people to even know. And I be having to explain to them, like, it's obvious. Like, you can't, 
you can't hide if you're gay. Like, I don't know where the mentality came from, but it's almost like people are so worried can. about being picked on. <laughs> what you said? You can. Yeah, man. When I tell you, you can tell. It's a lot of, man, it's a lot of the most masculine presenting fellas out here that you would think you know. maybe on a bunch of hoes, all the thing you can call it, man. Gays you know. all, why not? They're just no, not feminine. Absolutely. No, I, I have to agree with, um, you know, everything culture. Yeah. I, I got to agree, like, because I, and I, I'll say this, I'll be honest. Um, and they frame it up. I'm going to just say this real, real quick because mm-hmm. I got to be a clown a little bit. They frame it up. It'd be two men and one woman and they frame it up. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's your G. What they done went and go ran and did this this train action. And, but they done got it in. Oh, it was a train, all right, all three of them. See, you know the and, most and it's not, it is not even that. No, they are straight up being one on one with a man. Like, I, I, I say this in my 20s, I had, um, I still have, I had some close friends who were gay. And I'm still friends with them. But in, you know, in your 20s, everybody's going to the club. And I was always the good Julie. I was always the homegirl. I have seen. So many men in the gay club that had I not seen them in the gay club, you would never think that they were gay. I've seen so many women, right, who who are feminine presenting, and you would never think that they don't date men. So it's not, it's not, you know, when you think of a gay man, everybody's thinking about the dude with the nails and the purse and this. No, like there are plenty of gay men, like your pastor might be gay. You know what I'm saying? Your mechanic might be gay. Your son's chemistry teacher might be gay. Your son's principal might be gay. You know, your... um. Your, your son's best friend's mother might very well be gay, right? And uh-huh. so, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'll just say that I do know that for a lot of them, there are certain spaces they try to avoid. I know plenty of gay guys who get their hair cut at their gay homeboy house because they hate going to the barbershop because it's so homophobic. Yeah. Right? And, and, yeah. And I'm going to add in a couple things like I've been holding. Um Man, and it's, it's unique that you kind of touched on one. I have to take my little note here so I won't forget it. So, one, like talking about the church, you know, the, um, if you've been to a group in black church, how many of y'all know the choir director? <laughs> yes. I'm going to go leave that there right there. Y'all can marinate on that do what you want to do. Okay, <laughs> since we were talking about church. And it, it's nothing new. Let's stop. Let's keep oh, not that. at all. Nothing new. Not at okay? all. Then, okay, then, so another one. Do y'all have any people that are gay in your family? Yeah. Yeah. One of my sisters are gay. Have you ever really sat down and talked to any person, not only your family member, but anybody that's gay? Like, like I heard that um, Kalia. 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 Damn. (laughs) You're going to get it before this episode. Oh, yeah. You 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 sure right on and get it. You know what? It's just a minute. I'm going to start taxing you from out out there. Stimula check you just got. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, because I asked that question is like, have you sat down and talked to um, a gay man? Like really when so, and that's what we do with my show on my platform. Like I was able to do that with my cousin, you know, um, my second cousin. And if y'all want to check it out, it's called it's a two part. Actually, it was so interesting. It's called knowing who you are. OK. And but to add to that, Drake. Man, <laughs> but man, when I tell you at the end, the how grateful he was, he was like, this is the first time in my life I was, I've been able to sit down with two heterosexual men and have a conversation about my life and my decision. You know, nobody really because I really want to know why. Because when I tell you when this is my cousin, I'm going to love him no matter what. I die for him. You feel me? 
And it's it just like he talk about like when we're talking about that decision and that, you know, how God makes you. That's what he kind of he really like, I, I suggest you go and listen because like he was like, man, don't, y'all don't think I tried. <laughs> y'all don't think I tried to that effort to be straight. You don't think I prayed about this. You don't think I fought about this. He don't like, and I remember him. He used to try to date. He still can pull girls right now, no matter how feminine he may be. But the thing about it, he said, I try to date black women. Because we had a black woman on the show and she's like, yeah, me and me. And she's like, uh, you can't put this on black men either. Y'all are just as responsible. Because she said, when I try to date black women, Black women, soon like you know how fellas you you can you know how you code switch at work and things you know you mm. act perhaps professional you talk a different way or you're respectful to your grandparents you don't cuss around and you act, you put on the little hues everybody code switch somehow some way you did but as soon as he code switch acting around her and the family and at school being trying to be tough as soon as he get home he start to relax oh come out and she like oh but you gay. And he was like, man, what? I, I'm not gay because I've never been with a man. I'm trying to be with you, but you are dismissive and, you know, my per- So which one he like? So what is it? So that's one thing he struggled with. He struggled with for some time until he started going to what may be comfortable. Um, we talk about being flamboyant. Flamboyant doesn't make you gay, but automatically men and women. That's what like, a lot of people put on men. No, it's women too. I, I was flamboyant as a child. Did it make me gay? Hell no. But every time I held my wrist like this, my mama slapped the dog shit out of me. I appreciate that, mama. But all in all being said, because once again, and it goes into, we go into parenting. Parenting is just that parenting. Parenting should give you right. guidance. Now, it depends who wants you, who's guiding you. You know, a lot of people don't listen to their parents. A lot of people don't listen to their village. A lot of people don't have that. And they're going to who's going to trust and make them feel comfortable. You know, that's just like in the Bible. Everybody's not going to lean towards the church and the Bible because a lot of people in the church and Bible, they go to the wrong type of church, I would say, and they've been pushed away from it. And now anything they really is there, and if you really know it's that love and it's togetherness, and if you don't have that, you go go away from it. I talk about all the time. I talk, had a discussion on Clubhouse last night how about, um, what's the quote that the person, the, um, the child that doesn't feel the embrace from the village will burn it down just to feel the warmth from it? Uh-huh. Okay, so when people book, you know, they go their different ways and they continue to go by and it's, it's been happening. It's been happening. And when I'm able to sit down, like I would like to sit down with somebody that won't. I, I, maybe my cousin, I, I, he maybe want to get that. I had a homegirl to say she's trying to take the hormones and get a beard. I'm like, that's hey. interesting. You know, that's very interesting. Pretty, pretty, pretty. What does that do? Woman. What does that do to? What does that do to businesses? What does that do? Well, I guess nothing. Because at this nothing. point, everything's everything is gender neutral, in my opinion. In, look, in my look opinion. The, um, look at the people who made the Matrix, the brothers, the or the sisters now. Um, y'all know the creators of the Matrix, they transition, correct? And like when okay, they got enough money, they do it the fuck they wanna do. They ain't gotta mm-hmm. worry about y'all, they ain't gotta worry about us. You know, that money is just a belief. So, and that's how, that's a control aspect of it as well. So, once again, hey, my thing is, long as not disturb and be in my household, live your life. You know, I'm going to try to raise my kids. Like, let's like me, I may raise my kids to be a damn, um, a baseball player, a football player, a doctor, a dentist, an attorney. But they may want to, why don't you raise your kids to be a rock star? How about you mind your motherfucking business? Okay. <laughs> you feel me? That's how I want to raise my kids. If you right. want to raise your kids a certain way, you have some. 
All right. And you do 100%. what you want to do with them. You feel me? And if somebody want to raise their kids to be um, transsexual uh, and to be some bass guitar for rock bands or um, whatever, hey, that's them. Me, you know, they may see what me and my kids doing. They're like, I may want to do what they want to do. Um, one of the most unique things I've seen one of my coworkers, she's a devout atheist. Completely atheist. Her parents are not. Sure, she just not with it. Her son be coming to her, preaching to her all the time. Mother, you need a mama, you need to find Jesus at the age of nine. And she like, where is he, where is he getting this from? You know, and that that's the amazing things that can happen. You know, you never know where what can be in somebody's spirit and their heart, you know? And it's just that that journey we got called life right now. That's how I look at it. You and know? on that journey. I, I, and and but see that's why I guess that's why the people feel like don't tell them if they a boy or a girl because that's causing I mean I, I I'm gonna go back and listen again we can go and listen to the clip I have it let's listen to a piece of it now I don't know why I mean but this is what I'll say while you on that clip uh, Don like here's the thing I don't have to remove your gender to remove gender roles mm-hmm. right if I had a little boy tomorrow. And he saw me in the kitchen cooking. Mama, I want to help. Okay, baby, come wash your hands. Help me cook. Please right. understand, when I become a mama, everybody's going to help fold clothes. You know, like you, um, if my daughter wants to play with trucks and race cars, I don't care. If she wants to be an athlete versus a dancer, I don't care. You know, like I, you, you can erase gender roles without erasing gender. Because for some people, that, that gender box really matters, right? But, so I don't know. But yeah. I hate the word. I hate the word. I'm going to say it. I'm going to hate the phrase. I'm going to say it. But with toxic masculinity, it's just like you had it. And I just look at it, Max. Late toxic date on masculinity me. is telling somebody that you're going to rape them because. No, no, that's being a rapist. That, that, that's a whole different. That's that's criminal. That's evil. That was a, no, but toxic masculinity feeds rape culture, though. For all the power of it. You have never heard of six girls running a train on a boy who was, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, women understand consent. Women understand it. Men understand consent when it benefits them. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. toxic, toxic masculinity in many ways to me um, is the foundation of, of male rapists because they've been taught that because I'm a man, I, I, I can take this power. Right? And that kind of going to where it starts because we're talking about just folding clothes. Like the family member I was talking about, the one that was on the show, his daddy is the most masculine presenting man you would know. Meaning that's my kinfolk. Whenever I see him, I'm going to have to box. Automatically, he go fight. We got to do something because that's how he is. He like he used to tell me all the time, I don't want to raise y'all to be no punks. And I'm like, now, years later, I'm like, what's your oldest son, kinfolk? Yo, like, and it's not no like he may know he's like out there, you know, and it's crazy. And it's just, and he, we talked about it on our recap. It's like, man, his daddy is that. Um, but here's I don't, the thing. I, I don't want to wipe my ass because that's too girly. That's his daddy, and but now I, it's like mm-hmm. that shit backfired on your ass pretty strong, Kim folk. You know, all that's, that's, all that's that real. That, that's ironic because I've got the and I, you know when you mentioned that that you had that conversation, I didn't actually get a chance. I didn't have the conversation with my cousin, but a cousin that um pretty much my first cousin that I grew up with, me and him were extremely extremely close. Like 
my uncle raised us and, you know, was in our lives and basically had us in football, baseball, you know, everything just completely messed. But he, my uncle's military to where he's one of those PTSD type military cats that I'm not raising no punks, I'm not raising no girls, you know, real, real hard. But for me, I wasn't a homophobe. However, I used to find myself making homophobic comics at times. And I had to realize and look and understand that I had to cease those once I determined, because my cousin, he hit it for a long time as well. And even longer with his dad because of how his dad is. And even to this moment, you know, he has very difficult situations with his dad um, just as of recent. But I, I had to change the way that I approach things in order for me and his relationship to get even better than what it once was. Me and him were close, thick as thieves. And I feel the same way that you feel. You know, I would go to war about this. You know, that that was that that's my cousin, you know, that's that's my blood. Me and I was the only child, so me and him, we were raised practically as brothers, in a sense. And, you know, once I started seeing certain things, I kind of was in denial. It was like, nah, 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 that maybe he just, you know, a little sensitive. But even more stuff started to occur and I had to change who I was in order to accept that and deal with it. You know, I'd never sat down and had a conversation with him, but I know that by me changing the statements and the comments that I used to make, I had to realize that I was truly making him uncomfortable. And I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to do that, you know, and, you know, even to go back to the certain views of certain um, people, like, you know, Kalea was saying, hell, how many of your dope boys that be on the block that you see tatted up, you know, tattoos in their face, toting guns, ready to, you know, ready to file for somebody to try to run off on the plug or whatever the case may be. But lo and behold, when you leave in front of the trap, you're going over to old boy house. You ain't going to old girl house. You're going to old boy house. You know, that that's that's who does it for you. You know, the um, show P Valley. Those were the ones that, like, those are the ones that be got those murders, those killings, because as soon as they mm-hmm. about to be outed, you know, they go off and they want to kill them. But you that's mm-hmm. the life you live in, man. But, yeah. but, but let me say this though. I don't have a problem with gay men who are closeted because we each reserve the right to be private about our romantic life. Right. I only have an issue with download men. When you're dating women, sleeping with women, living with women, having kids with women, and you know full well you're not really attracted to women. Right. You you insulate yourself from um, discrimination and persecution as a homosexual by being with a woman. That's my issue. But if you're closeted, like, who you sleep with ain't my business. That's between you and your primary care physician. Closeted, because there are women, I, I have women friends who are closeted, or who used to be, closeted lesbians, right? That's mm-hmm. their business. But 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 that download, that lying, that pretending, that's not cool. That's that puts everybody in a at an impasse, and it's it's not good for you either to lie. Well, that's how I feel. The whole Thabies thing is, is I feel like it's a big lie. Like I feel like creating Thabies for whatever reason is just a big lie. You're lying to someone from the time that they. You're lying to someone before you've even truly taught them what thought process even is, honestly. 
here's the clip. Let's let's listen to a li- even a little bit of the clip because I get into it kind of right off the bat. I like not him of all people, not him. Yeah. We called in our interpreter of all things. Uh-oh. Publisher of Catalina Magazine. She joins us tonight. So, Kathy goes that saying before this, of course. But doesn't this mean if you're going to raise a baby, how would you be able to change your child's diaper? Because the second you change the diaper, of course, you'd no longer be able to pretend that there was a question about whether this was a boy or a girl. You would know. <laughs> well, it's not about pretending. The parent definitely knows the gender. It's about not necessarily labeling the baby. It's about allowing the baby to decide what gender that baby wants to be when that baby can decide, which is around four years old. So from zero to four, the baby will not be labeled. The labeling theory will not apply from zero to four years old. The baby will be a baby, neither a boy nor a girl, uh, whatever gender that baby chooses. What other other profound life decisions do we think people ought to be making at the age of four? Are there any others? Whether to get a tattoo, whether to get married, enlisting in the military, voting, drinking vodka, smoking Marlboro Reds. Is there anything else that we think four-year-olds are ready to decide? Uh, This isn't actually a profound life decision. I mean, biologically, there's nothing really going on from zero to four in that area that affects a person's life. Um, Biologically, the experts say that boys and girls, uh, all genders are alike the the boy's brain the male brain might be a little larger the uh female's language might be a little bit more advanced okay, no maybe, sexism on my show hold on whoa sorry, slow down no, if you're out there like they say boys brains are larger and yeah. i just want to say that kind of toxic masculinity has no place in this program <laughs> sorry Thank you very much but, that's all but, they look, but the bottom yeah. line is yeah. Yeah, all they can think of like difference in brain size, difference in genitalia, Perhaps. difference in bone structure, Perhaps. just minor things like minor. just minor, minor, minor things like that. Yeah. No, yeah. not perhaps, like factually. So those are not minor things; those are definitive things. Minor. So, like, why would you not tell your kids about that? You know, at some point they're going to drop trout and look down and say, "Wait, we look different." You're going to be like, "No, you don't. You're exactly the same." And that's that's when the child, they say, is around four years old. So around zero to four, we're not going to say to a little um, female, uh, a girl, that uh, you're a little princess or boy, you're such a tiger. The labels are gone. You're not going to um, put that outside influence on a child. You're just going to be neutral. Everything's going to be neutral. The the outside influence of biological reality. So would you do this with anything else? No, but but could we decide that we're not going to acknowledge temperature or weather or traffic? And you could just say, you know what? I don't think it's raining outside. Or you can decide whether it's raining outside. I mean, the weatherman says it is, that there's snow on the ground. Or the weather, you know what I mean? The weatherman says that it's 15 degrees out, but I'm going to... You know what I mean? Just kind of make up my own reality. Parents who are really no, leading this we acknowledge movement. biology and nature as real, right? But the biology, the parents who came out with this, who came out in the New York Times and started this baby awareness, um, this gender neutral awareness for babies, basically said, why should people be so obsessed if your baby is going to be a boy or a girl? 
who cares about that area? It's actually a little human. We're bringing a little human into the world. Who cares about the genitalia? Who cares? Uh, may, may I just suggest why? And this isn't just my opinion, but the opinion of every person who's ever lived going back, let's just say 10,000 years for the sake of neatness, because men and women are completely different in key ways. Babies? Can I not say that anymore? Babies are different. Babies yeah. are different. They're little, they're yeah, little they are. human beings, and there's really not much of a difference between different genders. No. There is no difference. And men and women, right. we would say right. equal. I'm trying to laugh so I don't cry. Kathy Aru, you can be equal but different, which they are. So... That's baby. Can, can I say um, I absolutely hate and despise Tucker Carlson. I think he's one of the dumbest individuals, like in with a platform. Oh my god! Like I, I was, I was like, please click on another video other than him. He is such. A I don't. Individual. I don't. I don't watch his show. I know. But that's a great clue oh, to express the stupidity that is to come of this whole baby situation. Because, but he, so here's the thing. When people say we're all equal, we're talking about things that should be equal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never be equal to a man in my physical body because I have a vagina and he has a penis. I may be stronger than some men, maybe a little bit weaker than most. But we are very different. So it's a clear difference. Yes, there are key differences in men and women. And so her argument is not when they're babies. Right. But if when but if if you don't start telling them when they're a baby, then when do you start telling them those differences and expecting them to have a foundation in them, right? Like you don't start telling a kid when they're four to just start saying please thank you and mom right and then it goes and i'm glad you said that because some people can you okay okay i'm not on mute because some people don't believe you should say that either i'm telling you it's a difference in culture like i got an argument with when you i think you was part of that chat that night when i was saying i got i have manners i'm respectful to my elders and things like that and they're like why and i like what you mean why like (laughs) that's how i was brought up the other night, um, someone said I was anti-black because I don't believe you should wear a bonnet outside the household. That's how I was raised. You know, I don't. You should wear robes. I think um, that make you robes. anti-black. <laughs> Once again, but that's that's what I was on. But I'm like, I'm anti-black. I'm anti-black. But that's that. It's a preference. If they want to call their baby babies, they can call their baby babies. I have a son. I have a daughter. That's it. And that's what I prefer. If you want me to call your baby a they, <laughs> okay. I can either call your baby a they or it's right or refrain from your you know, baby. That's the thing though, is that it's not socially responsible because when your baby behaves inappropriately because you haven't taught them the things and the key differences in what's appropriate for boy girl interaction even at an early age, when you haven't taught them the difference in that then your baby now becomes a problem for my son or my daughter. You know what I'm saying? And now you have a way bigger issue at hand 
and now you have parents involved not giving a fuck that your baby is seven and you haven't told him still told him and he decided you know like it's like no I understand and it's that's outside of it and that's why I was that, that movie I was telling y'all about that documentary um Transhood I ain't even worried about the little um child about what the gender is, how they were behaving, treating their parents and allowing, and the parents allowing them to talk to them that way. That was my thing, you know? But you know what? My, my other house. question with this, though, is if you're saying we're not going to determine this child's gender or we're not going to label their gender, gender until three or four when they can make life decisions, when do you begin... So are you not going to name the child until they're three or four as well? Right. Do they get to choose their own name? So at, at birth, do you, do you, do you name a child that name? has a penis, Matthew, and then change his name at this, once he determines that he wants to be Melissa? The name may I be I mean, Apple. what do you do at that point? Mm, good question. The name could be Apple. I mean, are, are we walking around at the eight at, at birth are we like Prince? Are, are our children going to be walking around with a symbol? But again, this leads me back to say that, hey, this is what, and I, I'll, I'll take the blame, and, and Don, I hate to, to do this on your platform, but I'll take the blame and I'll take the heat for it. Y'all can aim all of this back at Just Red 904. That's some white people shit. <laughs> I will say that all of the all of the videos that I watched, which was a quite a, f- a number of them, you can go on there if you just type in YouTube, Davies, T-H-E-Y-B-I-E-S. Plenty of videos will come up. If you go look it up, I won't lie, most of it that was talking specifically about non-gender at birth were Caucasian people. Now, you get into the transgender videos, and of course you get all races that are transgenders, right? And here's the thing, again, what you eat don't make me shit. So I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care what you call yourself. I I do think though, that I have a right to be respected um, as a woman. I do think that I have a right to remove myself if I'm uncomfortable. So I say that, for instance, if I'm out and I'm at a club and a transgender woman comes in the women's restroom, it depends on the night. I'm not even going to lie. It depends on the night. Maybe some weird shit's been going on at night and I'm just that that's not my vibe. That's not my vibe. I don't have to say anything smart. I don't have to give a nasty look. I don't have to be nice, nasty. I don't even have to acknowledge, you know, whatever. I can remove myself from this public place. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that that makes the other person disrespecting me. I don't think that that makes it's the lying part. I kind of, it's not directly related to what Kalea was saying, but it's the lying part, like that download part, right? Like maybe you're a man and you like to dress women's clothing, but you still sleep with men and women. You're still attracted to men and women. Maybe to some women that puts a different spin on it. Because now your eyes lust just differently. It's the luster. It's what we think other people are thinking when they enter these places and things like that, you know? And I think the whole babies thing is just a ball of confusion waiting to happen. 
I think there's some fundamental things that are missed. I don't think that the way our government is set up is meant for. This is what I will say though. I'm gonna tell you why I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen because what you're not gonna do is mess up Uncle Sam's uh, <laughs> selected draft. You're not gonna mess that up, baby. Because please understand, they may steal money from the schools. They may the projects may be falling apart. Uh, the homeless shelter is going to be overrun. The highway is going to fall into the ocean. Half the state of California going to fall into the Pacific. The, the air going to be bad. The food going to have belt buckles and bootstraps inside the apples and oranges. But please understand that Department of Defense, they going to be all right. So if you go into this whole Thabies, they have no way to, to know who needs to register for selective service. You're not messing with Uncle Sam's ability to to to, to enforce the draft. That's not going to happen. Um, we spend more money on military in this country than we do anything else. So just, and because we're a capitalist country, they'll let them have the bathrooms. They're going to let them boys wear dresses. They're going to let them girls be boys. They're going to they, they do all that. You're not messing with that selective draft. And so I think to a large degree, and then, and then too, if you were born a male, your financial aid in college is tied to being registered for the selective draft. You cannot, you are not eligible for financial aid if you have not registered for the selective draft. So all of those things put together, um, I just don't see it happening, you know, me personally, because they need to be able to anticipate how many people are going to join the military. They can't do that if your child has no gender, because by and large, men join the military at a much higher rate than women do, right? And there's nothing wrong with being, you know, hey, the military is great. Men just join at a higher rate than women do for whatever reason. So, see, now we go, now we, we're kind of hobbling on in to um, another conversation. You don't think going, like one, one, if for another war that happens where we're going to have to enlist the draft, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And because I believe we're in, a, we're supposed to be in the war right now. We're supposed to be in the war right before COVID. And I think it's going to be more of a cold war where it's going to be digital more than actually physical. And we got enough people that's enlisted that's already active and is in the, the what's the thing called? The, you know, the National Guard, the Reserves. Oh, it's plenty of men and women and um, people that uh, identify um, who they're going to identify as. Yeah. Cause that's open to be transgender again. That's open again. You know, that, that's that been removed. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. And two, well, it goes back into it. Well, it's not going to happen. I'm looking at because one, the reason why I, cause I would usually agree with you because I agree with the ideology behind it. But we're at a point where we haven't had a war in so many years. We're so-called peaceful so much. When I say when you get to the point where it's so cultured and so safe, and so first world, because these are first world issues that we're talking about right here, um, that you you can do shit like this. Because shit, we, we, things are going so well, you don't have to pay attention to look like trying to survive. I got people that's in Iraq and Iran that's hitting me up trying to be on my podcast because they fucking starving and shit. Like, it's some, like, some legit DMs. I'm like, hold on, let me get all this little other conversations out because they were like, man, we need to talk about that vaccine. I'm against talking about the. I ain't, I'm against the. I'm been against getting the vaccine until I talk to somebody in another country. They're like, we need this shit. My people dying left and right. Y'all just don't know about it. 
they want to come on my platform to talk about it because they like y'all don't know how fucked up it is over here. And I'm like, nigga, I don't want to take this shit. You know, <laughs> you know. So when we're talking about with gender, when I talk about with people from other countries and shit, like from a third world country, they're like, what the fuck you even talking about? You know, because once again, they are so on. I'm just trying to survive. We're on so we're we're surviving so well that we can look at you know what this how this it's makes me really feel so let's focus on that right like this is really the the topic that y'all focusing on it's almost as shameful as Donald Trump becoming president like seriously like this you, is this is where we are as a people this is what we have time to talk about right now you know mm-hmm. I would much rather. They put this amount of effort and energy into unpacking why so many black transgender girls are dying. I would much well, rather that, that be a national conversation because right now it's just something that black and brown uh, LGBTQ activists post on Instagram and they talk about in little hush corners on podcasts and so on and so forth, but it doesn't nearly get the attention that it deserves. I think that's a much more fruitful conversation than telling people how they should or shouldn't raise their kids, right? Um, you touched on it earlier. You know, and I, I don't know if you was up, I'll follow. You touched on it. It's the, you, it's, I, I consider it the same being undercover in the closet. Um, but it, if it's a difference, I understand it's the difference. But I said, man, you, some of the dudes you would never think they were gay that so, like, try to fight dudes out of time hard, quote unquote hard, not that. Out there again, they Talawak slobbed on by a guy, you know? But here's the thing. And those men don't bother me because those men are never going to try to pursue me. They're never going to be in a relationship with me. They're never going to try to sleep with me. That's I, I think you're missing, missing where I was trying to go towards. Oh, okay. The ones that are doing that, when that, that other, that transsexual try to speak out or, or if they feel like somebody's going to get caught, you, who you think attacking them? I know for sure. I know for a fact. Not in all cases. Men are attacking them. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. case but, in point. But I think the down low. I think what Kalea is getting at is that down low and closet are are they're different. Very closet different. men yeah, I, are just private, and down low well, men are those men well, who down low is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hurting someone like, because they don't want somebody to find out. I've I've heard on numerous occasions. My hometown is the down low ones. Like. Like it's it's been like three of them in my hometown been murdered, and down low football player, down low drug dealer, whatever the case may be. But it's something like you I'll was never in freshman year. You know, I was in the dorms. I will never forget. I was in the dorms, and U of H had two dorms. They had the towers, which was basically like housing projects. I was at Bayou Oaks. I know what's up. Okay, I was at yeah. Bayou. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like the towers. <laughs> but, but, but like, people out here though. Listen, I feel like the towers was like the Marcy Projects at U of H, right? Boom. They were. Okay, yeah. And then <laughs> you, had, you had the quad. Now, the quad was one step up in the Section house, Section 8 housing game on campus. Boom. So my homegirls and them, they had a room in the quad. These two girls I went to school with. And we used to be over there kicking it. And I remember freshman year, vividly, there were these two boys who used to dress as women. I don't know if they were transitioning, or, but they used to dress as women. And they, we were always nice, and they used to always be, so they was real cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day, they overheard us talking about um, a football player who we thought was real fine. 
And mm-hmm. he said, girl, he not what you think he is. I was like, what, like, what you mean? It was like, he was like, just, just hang out in the hallway sometime. So later on that night, we could hear, we heard somebody coming in and we thought we heard his voice. So my homegirl goes up to the people and he's going in the room with the, with, with the dudes who dress like women. Now, could they have been just friends and studying? Perhaps, but given the time it was. Uh, was body chemistry. I am absolutely convinced that they were, they were far more than study buddies, right? Um, I'll never forget when I was at U of H, I had a homeboy. Uh, he came to, the, to Cullen Oaks one day and he was just fresh from practice. So he's musty. And so I'm like, dude, like, why you? I was like, why are you I so musty? He was like, he was like, I don't take a shower in that locker room. I'm like, why? He was like, you know all the gay stuff that goes on in that locker room? He said, I, I, I refused. He said, I, he said, I would. And I was shocked because he always kept himself. He was like a well-kept man. And he was Let like, I was like, who you? I said, I said, like, what? And he just started telling me stuff. One of the dudes that he was talking to me about used to, like, be in my DMs, like, really trying to holler at me. And I was like, my, and, and he married to a whole woman now. You know, so it's just, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, but again, the years I spent hanging out with my, my gay male friends at the gay club. <laughs> Listen, he Valley. I'm agreeing with you. Cause let me tell you, me playing football, not at U of H, but in high school, man, I'm telling everything your homeboy saying he, he was probably wasn't lying about it. And that's one reason I stopped caring about it, man. I'm like, but the ones that Usually the ones the women trying to highlight left and right. I'm like, but this dude. I remember they used to tease this gay boy in um, my freshman year in high school, Joey. God name dropped, man. And I'm like, and he used to say all these things. Nobody believed that shit back then. Nobody believed it. As me being an adult, oh, I, I highly believe he was telling the all absolute truth. Absolute truth. Absolute truth. Like out of all those stories, maybe five to seven percent are, are just lies. No, I know there's some lies the out there too, trust me. Yeah, yeah, but the bulk of it, by and large, it is true. And just to be, you know, to be fair, I know some women who've entertained some down low women. I know some gay women who almost every gay woman I know has dated a married woman, a woman that's married to a man while she was married to that mm-hmm. man. Like, they got a whole relationship. Like, I've seen it many a day. But baby, just let me know if that's the case. Oh, goodness. Um. <laughs> he said his wife don't have to hide. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> my closing thoughts on Thabies is that it still sounds too close to rabies and it doesn't sound cute like babies. Okay. Um, no, seriously, my closing thoughts are that there's not a there's not a, a point. Um, there's not a valid point. There's not a valid purpose behind this battle. I think that Mother Nature has spoken when people are conceived, especially naturally. Um, I don't think that we should try to play God. If you don't believe in God, I don't think we should try to ignore facts because that is when confusion comes into play and when it can very rapidly turn into 
a much larger life of confusion and that we are keepers of one another as humans and we deserve to live in truth and in fact and i think that that is something that as parents you know your children deserve from you so i think um in closing this is what i will say i think that as human beings we have the right to choose whatever we want to be in life whomever we want to date whomever we want to love that's between you and whatever god you do or do not believe in and your primary care physician I do think that this, this, this notion of babies, it takes away your children's agency to choose because you fail to present them with the facts. I think it's critical that when you decide anything, you are given the, the courtesy and respect as a human being to make an informed decision. Whether that's me as a woman dating a man who will tell me, hey, I date men sometimes. Let me make an informed decision about whether or not to be with you. Or if you're dating a man who's like, listen, I'm polyamorous. Let me make an informed decision before I get caught up in being part of this shuffle and bevy of women that you have. The same goes for children. This is how you were born. This is how the science of you is presented. You may now choose what you want to be. Let your children make an informed decision because what we find is that oftentimes People who are not given the full story in life, they, they're angry because the full story may have impacted their decision. And so I would say to these parents that if you want to raise your child without gender roles, that's fine. But it is unwise and untimely to raise your child without a gender. and you are taking away their ability to make an informed decision about who they really want to be because you've neglected to tell them simply who they are. In fact and in truth. And as in my final words, thoughts is it's a crazy world we live in. You know, just I'm not of this world. You know, that's when you think you can't base everything you do. Um, so whenever I have children and, you know, the children I come in contact with from family to friends, you know, I would continue to imprint my morals and traditions upon them and would give them the choice to do so. And when I have children, I would simply say, in my belief, we don't believe in babies. We believe in boys and girls. Um, and you know, we also have some masculine presenting ways. We have, we believe in feminine presenting ways. Um, but we also don't believe in shaming. That's one thing I really push on. Um, it's like, I lead by example, the best way is possible. And my example is, you know, and I make sure to say I'm not perfect, but I try to give them the example of Jesus Christ to go by from there as well. So that's what I go for from there, you know, simple as that. Well, thank you guys for being on. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Concrete and Blossom podcast platform. Make sure you go check out Mr. D713 and his co-host and guest host at Everything Culture Podcast. It's everything with an A culture on all social media and listening platforms. And also check out Miss Kalea Vaughn with Lady K, Kitchen Talk with Lady K on social media. No, I just realized I follow her already. I've been following her. Yes, you follow me. I see your posts all the time. 
I'm a, I gotta do my Black History post, y'all. <laughs> so listen, listeners, I know that we like to control a lot of things, but please trust in whatever God, universe, higher power that is truly in charge. Don't argue with the facts and let's all do our part to keep confusion of humanity to a minimum. There are already enough issues for us to work through and we don't need further divisive influences. Not now, but right now, go subscribe, follow, like, and share us on all social media and listening platforms at Concrete and Blossom Podcast. Please be sure to see the description below for links to today's guest host. Don the Daw delivers. <laughs>